look, it's almost time for Kelly's debut on the Public Access Channel. Oh, good. That won't bring any more shame to the family. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a whoop No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Welcome to Vital Social Issues with Married with Children and Stuff. My name is Al. I'm about to bring more shame to the family with this podcast. <laughs> I'm Jamie. Today's topic, cute butts and the men they're attached to. The mind wobbles, doesn't it? <laughs> What's wrong, Dan? I just never thought I could be so happy sitting next to you two. Yeah, <laughs> I had an inkling. <laughs> that was a good choice. <laughs> Well, thanks for the setup. Uh, yeah, guys, we are reviewing Kelly Does Hollywood Part 1. Kelly has her five minutes in the spotlight when her public access show takes off in the ratings. Season 6, Episode 9, original air date November 10th, 1991. Director Jerry Cohen. Amanda Burse uh, tried it out, but she handed it back for now. Writer. Larry Jacobson. Special guest stars. Matt LeBlanc as Vinny oh, Verducci. Oh, God. Yeah, I know you were all dying for him to come back. I was like, are you serious? This guy's back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the exact... This is how much input he should have in this show. Ever. On any, yeah, ever. Right. Like, this should be the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly... That's the word I was looking for. This is the extent <laughs> of, of what he should be doing here because it's perfect. Be stupid and get out. Your your 50 cents are up. <laughs> uh, Dina Levy as talk show host. Heather Grimes as Roberta. Donna X Escra as Cindy. Georgie Irene as Samantha. Lisa Furman as Jeannie, the girl with the bad perm. Carrie Wurr. Wurr I don't know how to say. Wurr? Wurr. Carrie Wurr as Joni. Now, she's actually famous. She is. Yeah, we'll get into her the same way David Silver did. Oh! Then, look, Hooters. Where? Where? What's more eye-opening than cable TV? Hi, welcome to my show. I'm Kelly. Why do you know your daughter's on it? Today's topic, cute butts and the men they're attached to. Kelly's on cable. I'm on TV and you're not. Sunday, beginning at 8 on Fox 25. So, Jamie, tell us about the episode title. What was the inspiration? Kelly Does Hollywood. The title of the episode is, of course, inspired by the 1978 porn movie called Debbie Does Dallas. Mm. Nice. Never seen it. I have. It's uh, <laughs> just, you know, just out of... Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> just for historical reference, it... Just for historical reference. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch that. <laughs> it's like not watching Casablanca or something. <laughs> or I mean, I, I completely agree. That's why I own it. Um, 
But let me ask you guys a question, though. They had to have made more than one, right? Like, I'm sure that's, like, the most remade porn ever. Yeah, they have remade it. (laughs) Right? Like, over and over again? All I remember from that movie is a girl was, like, or maybe a bunch of girls were washing a guy's car, and then they all head into the living room, and something goes down in there. (laughs) That's all I remember, really. And I guess the, the girl's a cheerleader or something, I think. They go in the living room, eat some tang. <laughs> they eat tang, which is... I totally agree with the historical reference thing. It's, um... <laughs> you guys no, it's so true. Funny. There are things you need to have in your lexicon. And Debbie Does Dallas is one. It's things like <laughs> Behind the Green Door, Deep Throat, The Devil and Miss Jones. The, it's They are significant for various reasons and they're frequently used in pop culture references you're so, so serious dan if you didn't watch it how would you know what kelly does hollywood mean <laughs> I, I didn't even put the two i didn't even put two and two together until you said it but yeah i know of it and i know what you guys are saying it's just so funny because you guys are so serious about it <laughs> i am very serious i know <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that's the thing is that the majority of the people who watch this episode have never seen it, but oh, well, they yeah. all know what the title comes from. Right. You just say the title. That's it. You're like, oh, okay. Comment uh, in the comments below, everybody. Have you seen Debbie Does Dallas? <laughs> well, this is a, a special episode, right? They're all special. Yeah, it is. Well, at least to Christina Applegate, uh, the part one of this two-part episode is Kelly's favorite, or one of her favorites. Wow. Her fa- Well, you know, it's like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just like Al said, the one that was all about him with that dude and getting the trophy as a all-night right. security dude and stuff. Whenever someone says it's their favorite and the episode's all about them, it's kind of, like, funny. But at the same time, I mean... I don't know. That happens because if you just have a couple lines, a couple jokes, a few bit parts and, you know, whatever. Right. Right. It's not really going to stand out to you in the same way that you getting an episode is. So, you know, I get it. It's cool. And not only that, though, they um, they set Kelly up with some great jokes, like even before they they left the living room, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's how I like it, though. It's very focused on. On her, regardless of, you know, like whether she's going to Hollywood or not, they was very focused on her in terms of the jokes, too. And I like that. They were good jokes. Yeah. Well, this was recorded, like taped, 12 days after Katie Seagull's stillbirth. So she's obviously not in this. They had the weirdest explanation, though. I really, I don't know. Peg's out shopping. I mean, that's kind of weird. That's so basic. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like, okay. I I didn't even realize she was missing, though. Is that bad? Yeah. Like, I didn't even... (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, No, I really didn't notice. Wow. Well, no, I mean, it's so jam-packed. Yeah, it's made to not notice. I mean, you can get away with that she was shopping, you know, in the beginning of the episode, but where was she 36 hours later? And where was she when they were going to Hollywood? And where, I mean... That right. she can't still be shopping. They don't have that much money. Right, right. <laughs> that's that's so true. Al's been on the couch for three days, you know, and then Al's been on the right. couch. You know, it's like, well, where is she? And then, and then, like Kelly's show's been a hit for three weeks or whatever it was, and then all of a sudden they're going to go to you know, 
You know what they could have done? They could have just had her obviously like pregnant upstairs and Al coming down saying something to her, you know, um, something like that. But then at this point in the show, because of what happened in real life, it was probably like they were probably already trying to do damage control. Yeah, they were going light with the pregnancy idea. Right. Yeah, yeah they're trying. They're like, okay, yeah, we can't. It's not worth referencing just for the show's sake to, right. you know. Yeah, be insensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going to say that would be incredibly insensitive of them to have you right. know, her character <clears throat> still be pregnant. So they're at this point, they're, I'm sure, scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. And right. Right. so they, they, I guess they take the whole, well, we just won't talk about anything. And then um, we'll figure that out later uh, yep. approach. It's bizarre to say, you know, why shopping? You know, why couldn't she be in Wanker County right. or... Right. You know, oh, yeah. Something that will give you a little, little bit more time without it being obvious. Right. Um, right. Because one thing you know is if this family got cable television, <laughs> her yeah. butt would be right there on the couch. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's so weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, now, she would get uh, 80 channels for $60 a month. Almost a dollar a channel. <laughs> So, the taping of If I Could See Me Now was two days before her stillbirth. So, at that point, they were still willing to have her say, uh, I'm, um, what'd she say, Jamie? I'm hungry or something when she was upstairs? Yeah. Something like that. And then uh, their air date was October 27th, so that they let that go out even after the fact. But I believe... That's why they didn't really say anything in God's shoes. And uh, they just, like, you know, abandoned that whole thing and just said, let's just stop and we'll figure this out in the next couple of weeks. I think so here, yeah, terrible idea to say she's shopping. They could have said anything that would have her out of the house a little for the duration, at least, of this episode. Right. I agree. <clears throat> the day has finally come. Perhaps the proudest day in the history of the Bundy household. I want the whole family to share in this moment. Buck, you ready, boy? (laughs) (laughs) Calm down, Buck. (laughs) Where's Mom? She's out shopping. Good. Then the whole family is here. (laughs) Man, what a day. After all the praying, the dreaming, the saving of every penny, the Bundys have finally arrived. Today, we get cable TV. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right now, kids. The cable should come on any minute. What's this? It's the Japanese channel, Dad. Hmm? What's this? It's the polka channel. Hmm. What's this? It's the stained glass network. Huh? Gee, there doesn't seem to be much on cable either. Kids, fear not. We still have 78 more channels to go. <laughs> well, what's wrong, Dad? I just never thought I could be so happy sitting next to you, too. This is like a light. This is like cable television sitcom episode light. Because I don't know if you two saw it or remember it, but the greatest piece of TV history about getting cable TV was The Simpsons' Lisa vs. the Eighth Commandment. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that is I, – I seriously have watched that like 50 times. <laughs> it is the greatest episode of TV sitcom characters getting cable. It is the, the greatest thing on earth, and I'll do a few light references along the way, but try to watch that episode. It is just iconic, classic perfection of The Simpsons. Yep. But this episode isn't near is nowhere near like that. It's it's very different. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I I think that they did nail. It's a, it's a very kind of typical, I don't know if you would call it a trope, but it's very it's very true to real life, which is like cable does have so many channels that there's just nothing on. And there's nothing. Like, there's so many channels that like are just not worth it at all, you know. And, and what Al does is Essentially, what Homer Simpson does, he, he literally – Homer never left the couch for days. Right. But it's a, it's different though and I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So Al gets a super remote control. Remember when that used to matter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, this is completely farcical because Al just walks in with this controller and it just works with his TV instantly. And it happens to work with any TV he's pointing it at. <laughs> like uh, they call them universal remotes, correct? Yeah, but you always have to sync it up with your TV. See, and uh, that I'm so glad you brought that up because I have a question for you guys. Do you guys prefer like a universal remote? Because a lot of the times you have to press buttons before you press other buttons to, like you said, oh, yeah. you sync with the like TV. TV. Then you press cable. Then you press this. Then you press that. Yeah. Go to Netflix. Yeah. Like do all these type of things. Do you guys prefer that? Like an all inclusive one? Or do you guys kind of go old school where you have like two or three different ones? I prefer to just keep everything separate. Right. And. It's a pain, I know, to, like, pull out the, here's my Blu-ray remote, and here's my <laughs> TV remote, and here's the remote for the sound bar, and here's the right. rem- Okay, well, actually, the remote, the sound bar, we have synced with the TV. Oh, um, Jamie. See, I don't. That's weird. Dude, <laughs> I have six remote controls for when I watch TV, and it's weird, because I'm, like, a tech guy. Like, I could hook up anything or do anything when it comes to, like, video, audio, all that stuff. And I still prefer to have a, the the control for every. So when I watch TV, there's literally like four controls sitting next to me at all times. I I have three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, when I when I look around, I have to if if I'm gonna go grab the remotes from Brian's side and, and like from Brian's chair and go you know, go to my side, I have to like scoop them up because there's <laughs> you know there's all the remotes yeah. I have to use. You have um, to pack so. a bag. Pack an overnight. <laughs> <laughs> an overnight bag. Now, speaking of all these remotes, how about all these channels? He has 80 channels. Holy crap, man. He, there's an abundance of stuff to watch on 80 channels. Now, I still remember cable was something like that. And then all of a sudden, there were like 300 channels. And I'm all like... All of a sudden. Right, right. Well, Good lord, I remember when the TV stations signed off at night. Like it's Yeah, we talked about that. And then it went to <laughs> and then it went to everything on all the time. Right. You know, which I mean there used to be it, it it's so different. Mm-hmm. There used to be such a limited um exposure to stuff and but, but I think it was actually better. Right. I mean, you'd think it would be better now that we have 
you know, there's always something to do. There's always something, you know, even if it's just infomercials, which most of the time it is, it's, um, it's, it's the jack job to me. It's not like it. Um, I kind of prefer it when I was forced to have a, a limited choices. Jimmy loves discipline. That's the next porno we're going to watch. <laughs> I think that I think that we I think that we as a society kind of need, need that, you know, we because need discipline. left left to our own devices. Right. Um I mean, a remote. You know, we were we were given the internet and look what we've done. Right? What? I don't want to talk about what I've done. I know. <laughs> uh, it's just it's it's just we you know, I don't know. We've turned it into a society of lumps who sit around and and hey, 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 we're right here. <laughs> all right, guys, get ready. In front of us lies all the entertainment that the great minds of show business can provide. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the Now, what is with Al with the facts of life? Like, this is so funny. He hates it. He, well, he first – that's what we talked about in the last – no, two episodes ago that he was – remember, Jamie? He was singing the facts of life as if he likes it? Yes. Yeah. I, I remembered that when I was watching this episode. I remembered how Yeah. you mentioned it would be coming up again in a completely different way. Right. The opposite. The opposite of this. And it makes you wonder – it's not like they could have forgotten. They just did that. So Right. So is it really lazy or is it really smart? Uh, I'm going to look at the writers. Let's see. If I could see <laughs> me now was Gabrielle Topping and this was Larry Jacobson for both these episodes, which we said is a weird thing because remember how we said the a lot of times with a two-parter, the first person doesn't write the second one? Right. But right. Larry did both. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting compared to what we've been seeing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, two different people. Uh, but you would think Ed O'Neill would be like, hey, guys, I just I just did this and, and you made me sing along to it. Now, right. I, But obviously that was out of character. Yeah. Why would Al like the facts of life? Uh, life? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. But guys, I do want to get the Sally Struthers whining channel. <laughs> no, dude, I want to see the Robert Ebert dance party. <laughs> that was my favorite. That that right there. I'm like that's that's hilarious. Now that's Ebert, <laughs> like the the guy who reviews movies, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah can you yeah. imagine him dancing? It stinks. Oh no, that's the next episode. Well, not 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 now. He died several years ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now he just dances to dim bones. <laughs> dim bones, dim bones. Well, Dad, you've been sitting there for 36 hours straight now. I will not give up. I'm paying $60 a month to be entertained, and I will be entertained if I never enjoy another day in my life. Oh, now this is better. Yeah, here's the Sally Struthers whining channel. Oh, look at the starving children. Oh, man, now we're having fun. And stay tuned for Cagney and Lacey. Daddy, I have been so wronged. You have been so wronged. Look what I'm spending 60 bucks a month for. Well, at least I, at least I got this. 
<laughs> you know, I feel lucky. Today on the Medical Channel, Dr. Bob removes an ovary. <laughs> well, you may as well bore me with your problems. Okay. Well, my whole modeling class went down to be on public access television. You know, for our poison personality tests. Oh. So what'd you do? Spin two diaphragms on your fingers while singing Somewhere in the Night? <laughs> anyway, every girl was supposed to be on TV. But did I get a turn? Ask me if I got a turn. Ask me. Just go ahead and ask me. <laughs> no, I did not. And you know why? Because my teacher, Mrs. Jones, doesn't like me. Just because one day she wore a pair of jeans that said guess, and I guess size 42. <laughs> Instead of giving me a prize, she cops an attitude. Anyway. So every girl got to be on TV, but then they ran out of time before it got to be my turn. And now I don't even have a tape for when it comes time for my grade. Now, come on, Kel. There's got to be plenty of videotapes of you lying around. <laughs> Uh, great joke, my blood. Yeah, that was really great. Just videotapes of her spinning two diaphragms on her fingers. <laughs> some of these jokes sometimes are like, wow. Like, I still can't believe they got away with that back then. Did you see how Al looked at Bud when he said that? He was like, oh, come on. Like, he just <laughs> right. kept going back and forth and looking at him. Like, God. Daddy, my life is over. I wish I was dead. What should I do? Well, honey, I'm glad you've come to me. Because I have plenty Look, of... Look, Dad! Look! Hooters! Where? Where? That's an elbow, son! Well, look whose word you were taking. Hi, Al. You know, the weirdest thing's been happening over at my house. The channels on the TV began changing all by themselves. Hey, would you do me a favor? Could you turn on the public access channel? Marcy's going to be on. Oh, great. Even the old and boring get on before me. So Jefferson comes over asking to put on the public access channel because his TV it keeps changing channels. Yeah, right. <laughs> And, uh, wow, what a coincidence. Once again, Kelly just got done talking about public access TV, and right. Jefferson just so happens to want to turn on public access, Channel 99, <laughs> because Marcy happens to be on public access TV that same day. <laughs> Holy crap. Did you guys ever watch public access? I still do. I love public access. It's so ridiculous. When I was uh, yeah. when I was in my twenties, I wanted to do a show. I wanted to do. I wanted to because all my life I've wanted to be a horror host. That has been my like. That has been my ultimate dream. Thought you were going to say something is, else. Okay. Is to be a, a I wanted horror to host. be a horror <laughs> host. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where's this going? <laughs> Jamie does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that is not alliterative. I have, <laughs> Jamie does Georgia. Oh my god, I missed an opportunity. And then I moved to Michigan. Yeah, so it's all over. 
Yeah. Me does Michigan. Um, it's, it's an autobiographical story. I uh, no, I wanted to, I wanted to, to be a horror host, and I, I really considered doing a public access show. I never did it, but you, what you didn't have thirty five dollars on you when I was doing, I can't remember how much it was, but it was right around them. It was right around that amount. Was it really? <laughs> so that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, and how much does that buy you? Half hour or an hour? I think it was just half hour. I mean, now that we have YouTube, that sort of thing yeah, it's just dead. dead. Yeah. Right. You know? But uh, oddly it's enough, sad. though. It's very sad. Yeah, but yes and no, though, because there, there is still, like, a lot of opportunities to get on something like that. Especially, uh, like, locally, my one of my good friends, uh, Rich, he um, he commentates all the hockey games. <laughs> and the best part of that is he knows nothing about hockey. <laughs> and, like, that's the point. They were like, no, get Rich in here because he knows nothing about it. And it's just hilarious. Like, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Like, it's not like somebody's, like, you know, puts you through an interview for a job. Like something like that, you know, like to be weird or to be funny and to get somebody who doesn't watch hockey to commentate a hockey game is actually like encouraged on public access. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't even watch Married with Children. I'm on this show. Right. Exactly. Me either. Well, well um, <laughs> that's how Mystery Science Theater got started, you know, and I'm sure a lot really? of other things. Uh, it's just it's a cool thing. It's a cool tool that. Like I said, now with YouTube, no one really need, feels the need, I guess. Or, well, what kind of what young person sits in front of the TV to put on public access? It's just not going to happen. I don't right. even know if young people today even realize it's a thing. Right. I don't think they do. Honestly. So <laughs> I think I think that's that's half the reason that this is – you don't need $35 anymore. Right. Now, Bud thinking that there's a hooter on TV, it's like why would you think that? Like the show they – that they said they were watching right. when the you know the last thing they said it's like well why would a hooter be on that and it's an elbow and i think al made the same mistake right remember when um brandy brat miss october the hunt for miss or the whatever the search whatever yeah uh remember when marcy ripped it up and stomped on it in in front of the front door mm-hmm. and then al goes peg is this a breast or an elbow and she goes you really <laughs> don't know do you <laughs> so it's cool that Bud actually made basically the same mistake. Right. So if like father likes son. Yep. Al hasn't left the couch for three days. Now, this is exactly what Homer Simpson did. But mm-hmm. the difference is that Homer was actually into everything he was watching. There, there came a point where everything he watched is just – they kept like repeating it and he kept flipping through and the everything you hear was like – Something that we already know he watched, and he mm-hmm. just kept flipping through it. Right. In this episode, Al never he's, – he's searching for something that's good. Yeah. So he, he never enjoyed any of this. Right. <laughs> I, now, don't you feel like it's worse now? So, or I mean not worse, I should say, but it's definitely like amped up now just because of like binge watching and stuff. Like I know oh, I, if I get into a show, like – See ya. Bye, guys. Like, I'm not going to – I won't be talking to you very much in the next couple of days. Like, you just zone in and, and just 
kill so many hours. Like, I don't even, I, I think that's when Alex grew his beard was when mm. he went away to watch <laughs> Sons of Anarchy seasons one through seven. I was like, <laughs> where is Alex? Is he dead? And then you just like, you came back with a leather jacket and a full grown beard. And like, <laughs> you were like, dude, that was amazing. <laughs> dude, man, my Harley is ready. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually watched all of Cobra Kai season two in one day last week. It was, uh, it came out on the 24th of April and I started at like, uh, 6.30 in the morning and then with interruptions throughout the whole day, I finished it around like 8 o'clock at night. So, um, Cobra Kai season two is some, is probably the greatest season of television you can ever see. So, uh, check it out on YouTube Red. But even besides that, Remember a couple weeks ago when we missed a show because I was sick? I binged, dude. I watched all of season two of Riverdale in one week. And that's 22 episodes and it's like 50 minutes long. And Riverdale's amazing. That show I got into because, you know, the passing of Luke Perry and everything. Um, You know, you keep hearing, oh, he's on Riverdale. And you're like, well, what is that? And dude, it is actually amazing, Dan. You you have to. Oh, you said you are I watching have, Riverdale. Yeah, I've got into Riverdale. I, I'm in one of those things where I'm watching like five shows right now. So, okay, so I'm just so slowly picking yeah. away at all of them, and you know, with work and stuff like that. But um, when I have mm-hmm. time off, yeah, like I'll just like like I'll be honest with you. I've been going through because um, I've never seen like all the way through The Office. So I've been banging mm-hmm. through episodes of that and like banging through three seasons of that. But in between. I, I've definitely peppered in some Riverdale. It's a great show. It's like um, oh, it's amazing. It's like nine or nine oh two one oh like on crack, like dark crack. It's so dark. It's like blue. It's like blue meth. Yeah. Oh, it's so dark, <laughs> but I love yeah. it. <laughs> Welcome back to short-haired women in banking. And now for the question our financial experts have been dying to ask. How does a short-haired woman juggle a career, carry a baby, and still manage to sexually satisfy her men? Well, it's not easy. Actually, my husband has been feeling a little left out because the baby's coming. So we've been playing out my role as mommy in bed. Sometimes she's a bad boy and needs a good spanking. <laughs> Guess I was wrong. Marcy's not going to be on. (laughs) As a matter of fact, he used to have a little problem with, shall we say, hang time. (laughs) But I told him not to worry. It's not him. I just have some banking problems on my mind. Anyway. It's public access. Anyone with $35 and a pack of lies to tell about her husband can get on. There we go. Daddy, can I have $35 to be on TV, please? <laughs> honey, we're not millionaires. <laughs> now, honey, I know you're disappointed. But if this counts for anything, you'll always be my little girl. And I'll always have time for you. Oh, Daddy. Now, that's a hooter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hooter. So Kelly is disappointed, and Al, much like Homer Simpson, continues to watch cable. 
And you gotta love these little things like these fake shows and programs he's watching. It, it is, it's mildly funny. <laughs> and stay tuned for the all-white guys slam dunk contest. Dad, you haven't left the house in three days now. I mean, not that it would matter if you lost your job, but it's kind of embarrassing having your old Dodge parked out front all day. And what if people start thinking it's mine? I am not getting off the couch until I find something to watch. Huh. Well, there you go. Roger Ebert's dance party. <laughs> Look, it's almost time for Kelly's debut on the public access channel. Oh, good. That won't bring any more shame to the family. What do you think she'll be doing? A scholarly discussion of Ezra Pound's poetry? Or getting her hair stuck in her mouth and chasing it around the way a dog chases its tail. Oh, Am I on yet? Am I on yet? Is that me? It's a cartoon, honey. <laughs> oh, it's coming on. It's coming on. You know, everyone expected just a piece of fluff, but we wanted to do something important. Something that the youth of America could relate to. You know, issue stuff. Today's topic, cute butts and the men they're attached to. <laughs> Hi, welcome to my show. I'm Kelly. <laughs> now, as you all know, it costs $35 to put on a show. So I asked my dad for the money, but he's a shoe salesman. <laughs> so I had to turn to my unemployed teenage friends for the money. <laughs> I just plugged you, Daddy. Yes, you did, pumpkin. And I love how uh, when she talks about how she got the money for this, she completely disses Al, and then she turns to him and says, I just plugged you, Daddy. <laughs> and he goes, yes, you did, sweetheart. That's why Daddy's a shoe salesman. Yeah. And, of course, the way Al meant plugged was, you know, you like you shoot somebody in the head. Because <laughs> that's what she f figuratively did. Bud Dwyer. <laughs> Bud Dwyer, that's the funniest video ever, dude. Classic. Everybody go check that out. I have seen that so many times. <laughs> he just, he just slowly hands everybody the envelopes. He's like, no. Nope, and he's like, no, 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 no. Bud, don't do it, man. Oh, wow, Bud. Let me think about that. You are horrible. <laughs> and now I would like to introduce my guests. Cindy, she gave $10, as did Roberta. And Samantha, who's rich because her dad knocks off convenience stores, <laughs> gave fourteen fifty. And my very special guest, who gave an eye-popping fifty cents, Mr. Vinny Verducci. Vinny Verducci oh, is their first guest, Matt LeBlanc. Guys, I know you've been dying to see him on this show. I wonder how everybody re uh, received this at the time too, because they had to have felt judging by the cancellation, the way that we did when we're watching this. like Oh, yeah, this episode marks the final appearance of Matt LeBlanc as Vinny Verducci. <laughs> the character was brought back for this episode after the first <laughs> spinoff, Top of the Heap, was canceled in May of 91. <laughs> he was credited as a special guest star in this episode for reprising his role. In anticipation of the spring 1992 launch of his retooled series, <laughs> Vinny and Bobby. 
However, it again. <laughs> however, wait, listen to this. The premiere of the show was delayed until the summer of '92, and was canceled after only seven episodes. <laughs> wow. Why did they try it again? They were like, no, guys, we really have something here. Yeah. The top of the heap wasn't really, uh, you know, doing it. But Vinny and Bobby, that's going to. That's going to take off. <laughs> like wildfire. So, what would you like to talk about, Vinny? Well, I'd like to take the pro or con side, whichever is against, the enforcement <laughs> of motorcycle helmet laws. I mean,. Say I pull up to some chick. Now I'm doing a conservative 75 in a 30 mile an hour zone, so of course I only have seconds to seduce her with my eyes. You see this look? How were they supposed to see it with a piece of Tupperware strapped to my head? I'd look like that dork the Rocketeer, for God's sakes. Which, by the way, was death at the box office. And I love how he has the nerve to make fun of the, the Rocketeer's box office. Right. <laughs> like, can you imagine, out of all people, he's going to put that movie down? I love that movie. Yeah, well, it only earned $46 million on a $40 million budget. Oh, wait, what? Really? <sighs> hey, $6 million is a lot of money. Yeah, but, but movies have done so much worse than that. True. It's interesting that they, I guess maybe that one was... Maybe people were talking about the failure of that one at the time because it was an it was a ninety one film. So there was also Disney, which is right. and that's that's unusual for Disney. Right. To, to yeah, they always money, do good. Is know? it Jennifer Connelly in that movie? It was uh, Bill Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkin, yep. Timothy Dalton, mm-hmm. Paul Servino, James Handy. Okay, you wouldn't know the other people in this. Oh, William Sanderson. Hey, that's weird. Hmm. We just talked about him. I wonder if he ate out of a uh, feed bag in that movie. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Alex, are you telling me that you don't do like a yearly screening of The Rocketeer because it was <laughs> mentioned in one episode of Married with Children? Wow. Listen, I'm not that upset. I love that movie. <laughs> I-, I haven't seen it in like 20 years, but I love that movie. Yeah. You know, I probably watched it as a kid when it came out when I was like 11 or 12, but no, never did anything for me. <laughs> you have homework. <laughs> I've fallen on my head a hundred times, and you don't hear me crying. I can't think. I can't think. (laughs) What were we talking about? Men's butts. (laughs) I'd like to see him try and get a helmet on my butt. (laughs) Thank you, Vinny. Your 50 cents is up. Get out. Uh, and I gotta say that that was funny when he said uh, he fell off and he never says, oh, I can't think, I can't think. Right. Because, like I said, listen, I don't hate Matt LeBlanc or anything. Mm-hmm. If something's good, it's good. I mean, I realize he's one of the most annoying parts of Married Children in an overall sense. But at the same time, like I said, you put him in to this extent and he's actually okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not his fault that... that- Top of the Heap was a terrible show. Uh, it's or, or at least it the kind one episode. That, at least the one episode that we watched. I mean, I'm happy for him that Friends <laughs> came along, right? Right. And he actually got his break. You know, exactly. Um, That's cool. He was perfect as Joey. But yeah, I mean that, and and to try it again, 
Oh, God. Guys, what are you doing? Uh, And let's be (laughs) honest. How much did they really switch up from one show to the other? Like, no, it's it's still probably all Italian jokes. Like, that's all it is. It's spaghetti and meatball. Oh! Guys, I'm into this new band, Joni and the Slashettes. Have you been listening to them? Soda! Can you believe they wrote that on the way up here in the elevator? And now, I would like to introduce our band, Joni and the Slashettes! they wrote that in the elevator coming up here (laughs) the mind wobbles doesn't it they just kept on banging out the same power chord and stopped and said one word (laughs) and that that was just like the segues of this show that's great they got nothing on josie and the pussycats yeah, I was thinking of Josie and the Pussycats. I think that was like a loose pair, and it's funny. It's Riverdale, too. Oh, if anybody doesn't know, Riverdale is uh, it's like a dark version of the Archie comic. So it's like Archie, Veronica, Archie. Jughead. Oh, no, that, not that Archie. No, not that Archie. Uh, <laughs> Jughead and Betty. So th- it's uh, watch it. It's really good. But, yeah, and, and Josie and the Pussycats apparently it was an Archie thing. I didn't know that, really, but... Uh... <laughs> Okay. Now, as I recall, we were right in the middle of men's butts. Cindy? I like how she says, as I recall, we were right in the middle of men's butts. (laughs) Hey, you know what I love about that, though? Stupid topics like that, right, that you would bring up on public access like that. Right. And just really go with it. And like sometimes you're like, what are they talking about? Yeah, but it depends on how the girls are who we're talking about. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Or it like I was going to relate it to like podcasting and stuff. That's kind of how it's evolved. Yeah. Like how stupid this show is. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, but like you just hone in on whatever, whatever you feel like. And and you can you can make a show out of anything. Like you said, look at this show. Dude, we literally take these. We're taking elements of the actual show and making things out of it. So this is just as stupid as her show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we literally have talked about her topics. (laughs) And we're going to continue to. My butt isn't that nice, though. (laughs) And people are still listening. So it's like, well, I I guess that really works. (laughs) Right? Take that public access. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently Mel Gibson was picked as the nicest butt. <laughs> wow. If you only knew where his <laughs> life would go. <laughs> and it's weird because they have crowbarred this guy back into Hollywood so bad. Like they put him in Expendables 3, they put him they put him uh in Daddy's Home Part 2, which <laughs> is is a great movie, believe is it or not. It? Oh, even with him, dude, he's probably the best part of it. Yeah. Because he plays an absolute jerk. That's the thing. We know he is anyway, so he's like, well, hell, you know what? If I'm going to come back, I'm not going to ask you to love me again. Right. I'll just be who I really probably am in real – well, we all know who he is in real life now. Right, right. 
I mean, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just type in Mel Gibson uh, answering machine tape. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they've done the same thing with a lot of people. I mean, look at like Hasselhoff, you know, he's a, he he had like a, I was thinking about him, too. Right. Like, they, oh, remember that video of him laying on the ground <laughs> the eating cheese a cheeseburger? cheeseburger yeah. I, I use that gif and I send it to people all the time. But um, people love like a redemption story. And I got to say, though. In relation to a lot of things, I think people look at it uh, in a pretty broad uh, at a pretty broad spectrum. Because when you're talking like that, um, yeah, it's horrible, but it's not Michael Jackson horrible. <laughs> oh God! There's so many instances where uh, celebrities have done such horrible things that if you say something. Like, don't don't get me wrong. You're going to get nailed to the cross. No pun intended, Melgen. <laughs> uh, but like, but th- those people always seem to be redeemed. You know, um, of course, there are instances where people are not. And it's like, oh, that that dude really screwed himself over there. He did all of his mea culpas. Right. But like, if you're like, like we said, though, if you're like a Hasselhoff where you're just ingrained into the into the zeitgeist and you know and your name is like public knowledge just like just like we were saying earlier it's just one of those things where those people will be redeemed and i feel like mel gibson like i just i just feel like while nobody forgets that i feel like nobody cares anymore well there's the there are you know occasionally you'll have a michael richards or a bill cosby you know yeah, the unforgivables. Who will not recover. And interestingly, you know, if you look back on, say, Michael Richards, there are people who have recovered from much worse things than sure. the fact that he did what he did when he did it. And it, you know, it's just one of those things that is indelible now. Right. And exactly. I, I don't see him really making a comeback from that maybe down the no. road i have no idea but at, i don't at this point he's like 65 yeah so. i don't but i don't see it happening but he'll die before that yeah but I, for the most yeah. part we as a society have a very short memory it's the, i mean there's a, a saying on a on a show that i watch that they're basically just shut the f up you know if something happens all oh, that's and, from uh, little house on prairie yeah <laughs> Which is funny because I've been watching Little House on the Prairie lately. Yeah, so have I. I watch it all the time. Check this out, though, Jamie. The hell you are. I'm not kidding. No, no, no. I do. I do. I'm like addicted to the uh, theme song. But that goes back with the uh, whole syndication. <laughs> you take the thing. good. You take the bad. You take them all. <laughs> little House. It's the Little House. Little House. Um, no, but like it's funny though because uh, that's on in syndication all the time, right? And that goes back to with what we were saying. I almost prefer them cutting it off, maybe not this show in particular, but cutting it off at night because you can be watching something in syndication and a week later it'll be two seasons deep because they just keep playing more. Oh, yeah, episodes. that's what happens with Married with Children. Right, that's what I'm saying, like Married with Children. I've seen Dawson's Creek. I was like, what do you mean we're at season 16? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, it's crazy. But uh, I'm sorry, what was I talking about? Uh, Genie with a bad perm. <laughs> We eventually have to finish the show. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, if um, <laughs> so, basically, if something happens, if if something happens to you in the public eye, just shut up about it. Right. Don't say anything. It'll go away. It will because in the the way that the way that we are today, 
it's basically you just look and see what are people. And there's another show I watch where it's like, what are people mad about today? And it's something different right. every single day. Right. So just leave it alone and it'll go away and people will move on to some to some other atrocity. Live her alone. You hear that, Roseanne? Just shut up. Who do you think has the cutest butt? Uh, I do. <laughs> no, we're talking about men's butts. Mel Gibson. <gasps> Leave the weapon away! Okay, 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 girls. Now let's get serious. Two, three, four. Serious. Which brings us to a tragic story. A girl, we'll call her Jeannie, got a bad perm. <laughs> I know that this must be very hard for you, Jeannie. Thank you for being here today. Now, what went through your mind when you first saw your perm? I screamed. I cried. I ran the gamut. You poor thing. Remember, folks, it's up to you to help. You can make a difference. Phone your pledges in now. Call 555-PERM. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this could happen to you. <laughs> and now, no one really gets perms anymore. It literally died out in the nineties. I thank uh, God. Early, yeah, early nineties. It actually has. Oh God! It, it actually is making a resurgence. It's permeating. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it make a resurgence? That's something that does not. That's one of those because things everything that everything is cyclical. No, not perms. I hate perms. Like, no, perms are, like, I look at perms the same way as I do at uh, bud shirts. Like, it's just so obnoxious. Or women's 80s haircuts. Right. Like, oh, my God. Or bud's haircut. Oh, my right, goodness. Right, right, right. Yeah, those feathered, uh, like, just stop. Or, like, how guys wore their jeans in the 90s, like, really, like, just, like. Like Slater. With the belt and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, some stuff is literally better left. Yo, they're bringing they they got another season coming out of Zach Morris's trash. <laughs> I bet. I'm so excited. <laughs> and now another number from our band. <laughs> Two, three, four. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Great song. Yeah, it is. Now, the Slut of the Week segment. <laughs> Vicky. Okay, now it's time for my favorite part of the show. We're going to talk about girls that we don't like. <laughs> the vital social issues and stuff with Kelly. Slut of the Week is... Two, three, four! Slut! <laughs> Thank you. Is Vicky. <laughs> now, not only is Vicky too cheap to give a dollar fifty to be on the show, but she also borrows clothes and doesn't give them back. And if she does, she doesn't give them back with the hanger. She's trash. She's dirt. She gave me this perm. <laughs> So for all these things, we all give you, Vicky, a big K. 
get a yeast infection salute. Man, Kelly is ruthless, dude. She literally lowers a picture of this girl. And then you think that is really taking it too far. Until her phone number pops up on the screen. (laughs) She should have donated. Vicky gave Jeannie that perm. (laughs) They're hoping she gets a yeast infection. She's going to bake a cake, man. Aw, dude. (laughs) And now, on to career talk. What? You're supposed to ask me the question. All right. Say, Kelly, we understand that you go to modeling school. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up, Roberta. (laughs) My classmates are a bunch of skanks. (laughs) And my teacher stinks. They wouldn't let me be on TV. It's because they're jealous. But I'm on now, aren't I? (laughs) Well, I can see by the clock on the wall that it's, uh... Before we go, I would like to do a number with the band that I wrote myself. <laughs> Ladies, two, three, four. I'm on TV and you're not. Drop dead, Jones. Die. Size forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good song, though. It was. I actually, uh, I segmented that whole thing, and I made an MP3, and I loaded it on my phone. I played it in the car on the way to work. I just recorded it off my tape player, off the radio. <laughs> it's my ringtone. <laughs> yeah, it really is good. On your Nokia? Yeah. <laughs> I have the MIDI version. <laughs> Every time me or you call Jamie, that comes up. <laughs> I like how she brings up that uh, that size 42 joke again from earlier. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, size 42 f- is obviously not great for a woman. Like, I'm a guy, and my waist, I think, is like 31. Wow. Imagine 42 for a chick. It's obviously uh, an insult or whatever, so... I mean, yeah, well, our sizes don't run that way. Like, we don't. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, like, guys do waist length. Right. Um, ours are not like that. So, like, if you, if a woman. These girls are so curvy. There's just yeah. so much more going well, on. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> a girl who wears a size six, her, you know, she doesn't have a six inch waist. Right. <laughs> oh, so 42 is in relation to like a size six? Oh my God! Oh yeah, I mean it's it's it. Uh, so she's like three hundred pounds. I honestly don't know. This <laughs> <I, I, laughs> is not the same. Like you no, don't rate I, them the I same. Have no idea what a size forty two would look like. I've, I mean, it would be big. Yes, it would be very big. But I right. and I don't think guess ever. I'm pretty sure guess probably never went that high. <laughs> right. <laughs> but be like, I don't want to guess. so al and bud are in shock about how bad kelly's show was and real quick while they're gonna figure out how to explain it to kelly al has a bandage on his thumb now this is cool because peg one time 
uh, Al comes home and he and you know Peg's watching TV and he he says uh, she says you know she's hurting or something like that and then he goes what is it uh, Peg couch sores and she says nah TV thumb <laughs> and that was in you got to know when to hold them remember the Las Vegas episode mm-hmm. part one so Al has TV thumb now and he has a bandage on his. I used to get PlayStation thumb. Oh, God, that was the worst. Get calluses. Actually, I've got uh, cell phone elbow. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I had that one time. Did you think it was a uh, boob? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a weird way to recall something. <laughs> that was oh, great, great, though. <laughs> So, what'd you think? (laughs) I mean, it was great, right? (laughs) Well, honey, we're going to have a little meeting over here. (laughs) Uh, Kelly, you go over there. (laughs) Now, she tried really hard. We can't hurt her feelings. You gotta think of something nice to say to her. How about at least they didn't send the Energizer Bunny through the show? <laughs> Let's be nice to her this one time. <laughs> now that's basically meaning that the Energizer Bunny used to be a commercial where I mean I'm sure everyone listening to this knows this, unless you're just like a really young person who got into this show. But it's like when something so stupid was on screen. And you almost couldn't believe that like what you're watching is real. And then it turns out it's not because mm-hmm. the Energizer bunny would walk across showing that it's still going because <laughs> right. the Energizer batteries last so long. So the joke that is that – great series of ads. Yeah. Is that amazing they never brought that back? Yeah, it actually has been brought back. Oh. <laughs> I just don't watch commercials I guess. But um, <laughs> I remember when the – trailer for Jason Takes Manhattan came out. Oh, God. I uh, was watching TV with my friend, and you know, we're watching this trailer for Jason Takes Manhattan, and I was like, I was like, oh, look, it's a new Energizer Buddy commercial. <laughs> you are such, I swear. <laughs> and it wasn't. And that was weird. <laughs> of course it's not. That was a great movie, man. That was the first Friday 13th I saw in theater. Stop. <laughs> Very good. I've seen a lot of movies in theaters, and they're not all good. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, uh, but I love that they're sitting there contemplating how to break their opinions to Kelly. Meanwhile, by the time they get over to tell her, she could care less what they think, right? <laughs> because she says, uh, "Honey." We have something to tell you. Well, I have something to tell you, too. They love me. I'm going to be on every week. So, what were you going to say? <laughs> then, of course, Al has to make it about him on some level, and he has to get on her show now that it's going to be a hit or whatever. So, he does this insanely unwatchable rendition of Duke of Earl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 1962 song by Gene Chandler. 
Yeah. Do 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 go Earl Earl Earl. You go Earl Earl Earl. That's what they were saying. Yeah, it's wow. a good song, but God, you wouldn't know that by watching this dramatic reading. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. And it's funny that Al thinks that Kelly's show sucks, yet he thinks that we would all be clamoring to see him do that on the show. Right. right. <laughs> like, like, seriously? Like, you're a, you have any uh, gauge of, of quality? And I love how Kelly shoots it down. Like, this whole concept of Al... <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Thank you. Honey, now, to help you choose, do you think I should do the girl from Ipanema? No, again? please, no, Daddy. <laughs> now, listen, I appreciate uh, whatever it was that you were doing, but the station wants to show with me and the girls, and I'm really having fun. I mean, why can't you just be proud of me? And she says, can you just be proud of me? <laughs> like, like how, like, real real was that? Because it's funny, because, like, we're watching a comedy where, like, almost nothing should be taken seriously. But that was, like, a moment where it's like, yeah, dude, like, can't you just be, like, happy for me that my – why does this have to be about you? Right. You got your night security episode. Like, just chill out. <laughs> just chill. But it's – it was really kind of sad to hear her say that because it's like – God, dude. Yeah. Right. But it's it's funny because Al's not a jerk. He's just – he's, you know, like anybody, he's a bit of an opportunist. Right. And when someone in the family landed something cool, it's like, oh, wow, maybe I can make this something about me. And he does this again when he starts pitching all these ideas to this guy. Right. Well, and it even goes back to earlier on in the episode where he's uh, clearly siding with Kelly as opposed to Bud when they're making fun of each other. You know, he's laughing at all Kelly's jokes. He gets he gets pissed off when Bud makes a joke about, you know, the two diaphragms and all that. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of – yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like it's the opposite. Right. So Bud does this weird posing routine from hell. In this black tank top, and he does this weird, like, like dwarf walk. Oh my god, that walk is hilarious! <laughs> a dwarf walk. Didn't he kind of look like a dwarf? Like you ever see the dwarfs uh, golfing videos or whatever that was? Like, it's dwarf. You... It's. <laughs> oh, it's not dwarf. Dwarf, like Brad Dwarf, or is that Dorif? That's Dorif. It's Mark Hamill. <laughs> this is Dorf. <laughs> And now all the we're gonna have an uprising of little people. <laughs> no, there won't be. <laughs> Listen, if they were okay with the harder they fall episode, they'd be okay with this. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm not on Fox. I could say whatever I want. It's going to hell. Uh, um. Yeah, so, yeah, that walk is insanely <laughs> creepy, and it's like, again, how does he... <laughs> how does he not you know? I don't think that was off the mark, though, is the point. <laughs> I was on board with that description until you said right? <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were going to a different place with it, too. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the no arms and legs from Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry good <laughs> yeah this double bicep thing is just so weird kelly has the appropriate reaction that's what we think tell us what you
you think on the subject, briefs or boxers? Don't let it be his decision. Dad, it's been three weeks and Kelly's show is still on. I think it's taken off. Can it be that we were wrong? Can this be a success? Well, son, I don't know anything about TV. Don't know anything about the world. Don't know anything about Siegfried and Roy's home life. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, a homosexual one, I think, is where he's going with this. Uh, A real network wants to put her show on prime time. Man, I can't wait for the next episode. Is it ABC? Is it uh, NBC? Is it uh, Fox? CBS? I can't wait to find out. It's FX. Does this seem like a primetime show? No. No, I don't see it. Unless it was like a late night talk show like uh, Tonight Show or something. But even then, those are celebrity. Like they wouldn't put this on, you know. It is odd. But I do know that Kelly is a Bundy. And there's no way in the world a Bundy will succeed at anything. (laughs) Now, does that make you feel better, son? Oh, yeah, Dad, I'm high as a kite now. (laughs) Good. Because believe me, any time now, she's going to come through that door crying, Daddy, Daddy, it's all over. People realize my show stinks. (laughs) I should have had you on. (laughs) Only you, the mighty Duke of Earl, could have saved my show. (laughs) But now it's too late, and I failed. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. Well, Pumpkin, what, what, what could have happened? They contacted me down at the station. And? And a real network wants to put my show on prime time. I'm going to Hollywood! I love when they're jumping up and down cheering about this and then Al pushes Bud away as get out of here, you <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like that is the best. I love when Peg and Al completely cut off whichever kid is not doing well at the right. moment. <laughs> yeah. Like this episode isn't about you. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this song that plays when Bud starts to flex in front of Kelly is uh, Also Spracht Zarathustra. Oh, great. Great song. It really is. <laughs> yep. Where is that from? I feel like I've heard it before. Hostel. It's best known It's best known from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh, That's... I hate that movie. <laughs> well, it's, it's better than Facts of Life theme song. <laughs> oh, yeah. And did you know Alan Thicke wrote that? Really? No. Can Alan Thicke do wrong? Like, at all? I mean, I think he can now because he died several years ago. Oh, shit. Keep up, Dad. Uh, I love that because that's a total callback to the Roger Ebert. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, Alan Thicke died December 13, 2016. (laughs) <laughs> I just thought of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> oh, great. 
the seven dwarfs. <laughs> a bunch of little Tim Conways running around on their knees. <laughs> True Detective, season three, Stephen Dwarf. So uh, we're not going to make the same mistake we always do and rate the first part of a two-parter. We uh, are on top of things. Top of the heap? (laughs) We're on top of the heap. (laughs) And we will save our ratings portion for the next show next week. Tune in to hear part two of Debbie uh, Kelly Does Hollywood. Kelly's talk show makes it to prime time. Big description. (laughs) (laughs) Dynamite dropping. So tune in to hear how all of this uh, goes down. Surely it can't end badly. (laughs) 